What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and we geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 135, and it's another edition of our Revisited series. Uh, If you don't remember, back on episode 105, I started dedicating the occasional podcast to talking about a game we discussed back in the infant days of Remember the Game when I had even less of an idea about what I was doing than I do now. Uh, so, so far we've revisited Super Mario World, Super Mario RPG, and The Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. And this week, my buddy Tyler and I are taking another peek at the iconic, beloved, treasured Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in fucking time. We we initially covered this bad boy almost three years ago on episode two of Remember the Game. And I think it's time that we take another dive into the game that many consider to be the best Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game ever made. Uh, I felt that way myself for quite a long time. I have recently grown to really appreciate the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game on the NES, the one with the underwater seaweed that you all remember so much, uh, as I've been playing it fairly regularly since it won our Let's Play poll a few weeks ago. Uh, And I know some would argue that Hyperstone Heist on the Sega Genesis uh, would be the best Turtles game. I really do have to play that one. And then there's the fan-made Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game Rescue Palooza as well, which I also have to play. I'm going to play that one soon. And then I'm actually going to try to get the dude that made that game on the show to discuss it because I'm really excited to play it. But no matter what you consider to be the best Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game of all time, uh, Turtles in Time is a classic. It's a contender. And this is going to be a fun fucking podcast and speaking of fun let's press start and get this thing going with another edition of the remember the game infamous intro full warning if you're new to the show as i do every week timestamps can be found in the description of this podcast so you can skip to whatever you want if you're just here for the turtles talk or fucking whatever i do it because i like you all so much and honestly this is going to be a big episode with a long intro we had a ton of listener comments this week like on an average week between all our segments i probably get 30 25 to 30 comments and we had over 80 this week and i don't read all 80 i had to pick and choose but like i got as many as i could this is gonna be a long fun intro uh so we're gonna get to that in just a minute if you would like to submit comments to be read on remember the game or my other podcasts game patch and expansion pass you just gotta support us on patreon it's that simple. It's two bucks a month, U.S. dollars. I should start saying that. Two bucks a month, U.S., uh, which is almost nothing. It's the change in your couch. And in exchange for that two bucks, you can submit comments to be read on every podcast I do, and I read a ton of them. You will get read on this show. This isn't one of those ones with 12 million fucking patrons where you're never going to get read. You will get read on my show sooner than later if you're submitting comments. Uh, you also get access to our Discord service, which has really grown and become a fucking blast. It's a lot of fun. You'll get a shout-out on the show you get of course extra podcasts uh you get early access to my gaming news podcast game patch instead of waiting until monday you'll get it every friday morning which is way better uh and you'll get exclusive access to expansion pass which is my patreon exclusive podcast and it really is the crown jewel of the remember the game lineup in my opinion i work so hard on that show uh there's over 60 old episodes waiting for you right now and those episodes don't expire there's game reviews ranking lists discussion episodes 
episodes, like the worst enemies in gaming, confessions of gamers, all that fun stuff. Really, really fun show. New episodes of that drop every Sunday exclusively for our patrons. Uh, last week for Expansion Pass, I reviewed Cyber Shadow, which is the hot new retro style indie game. It's got some very serious Ninja Gaiden vibes. It just came out. It's on all the major consoles. Uh, my reviews of modern games are always spoiler free as well. I usually throw a little spoiler cast segment on at the end, but I warn you before it starts. So if you want to listen to that episode, you have no worries about having anything spoiled for you. And as is becoming tradition here during the intro, uh, here is a sneak peek of the most recent episode of Expansion Pass, which was a review of Cyber Shadow. back to the game now this thing looks and controls like an nes game and that's fucking awesome but you're probably asking like is it fun mostly yes uh i'll i'll poo poo on a couple things in just a second there's a couple of issues i've got but there is way more good than bad in this game now that's assuming you like these styles of games if it's simple to pick up but cyber shadow is tough it will beat your ass. Uh, I didn't think it was as hard as say like a Celeste or a, or a Cuphead, but it's certainly not easy. I, I had a few instances where I got pretty stuck and it's not because I didn't know where to go, but, or I just had to, it was just cause I had to get good. I hate saying that, but it's true. I'd had to practice and get better. And that's, that's good. That's good gameplay. Well, you know, Sharonic wrote into us on Patreon and said, I haven't played or watched a playthrough of this yet, but I have been watching lots of Ninja Gaiden speedrunning. How forgiving is it compared to Ninja Gaiden? Does it bring out Angry Adam? <laughs> I love that Angry Adam has become a, like, it's like my Hulk. It's like my alter ego. I really love that game, man. Like I'm real. it's so, I'm still playing it. I finished it days ago i'm still playing it i'll get into that uh in the what have i been playing segment in a few minutes uh but that was last sunday for this sunday's expansion pass i'm gonna do something fun i'm gonna let you hot dogs give me a taste of my own medicine it's gonna be play one remake one erase one hot dog edition what i'm gonna do is allow you guys to submit your own play one remake one erase one entries and then i will respond to them and i will answer every single one that gets sent in it's one per person but i'll try to make them all entertaining and give you my thoughts and maybe i'll cheat and maybe i won't cheat a lot of you have been saying you want to submit your own so here's your chance i will also save some of them for future remember the game episodes as well i'll give you credit if i use yours for sure uh so i think that's going to be a lot of fun so that post will be going it'll probably be live on the patreon page by the time you guys are hearing this uh so again two bucks Tons of value. You help keep me on the air. You can DM with me and yell at me if you want to. Whole bunch of fun stuff. Really, really awesome. And we're up to episode. We're up to 184 patrons, which is mind-boggling to me. So a huge thank you to our newest patrons, Troy Kissinger. Troy K. I'm never gonna get your last name right, Troy. Troy K. Brendan Hine, Boognish, Darren, Ninja Lunchbox 79, Mick Morse, Mr. Me Seeks 0406, and Amarok. Thank you all so much. Welcome to Remember the Game Industries, you guys. Uh, and remember, dude, when we hit 200 Patreons, which, like, fuck, we could be there by this time next week, everyone in that first 200 will receive a Remember the Game lanyard and a thank you note courtesy of me. I'm going to make that happen. So patreon.com slash remember the game. There's the plug. Now it's done. Uh, I also have a P.O. Box. You can find the full address on our website, rememberthegamepodcast.com. 
Uh, but just shoot me a postcard or a letter or something like that. Just something little. Just tell me where you're listening. I love knowing that we have listeners all around the world. I'll send you back a Remember the Babe, Remember the Game postcard. We'll be best friends. You guys have been sending me video games and stuff there, which is fucking awesome. Uh, the most recent one is I got Shadow of the Colossus from Vincent. Thank you so much, dude. I promise eventually I am going to find time to play that. You guys are the fucking best, so thank you for all the gifts. And then finally, as I always plug... I stream on Twitch, uh, Tuesday and Thursday nights, and now Sunday afternoons instead of Sunday evening. And you can find me, look for Member the Game over on Twitch, twitch.tv, and then look for Member, not Remember, Member the Game. Uh, actually, dude, last weekend, we just played Smash Brothers on there. Just me and a bunch of our patrons, we just played Smash and joked around, and we streamed it. It was a lot of fun. So we're going to start playing Smash a couple of Sundays a month, I think, because that's a fucking blast. So you can find me over there if you want. It's free. You can hang out. It's a good time. That's enough blowing myself. Let's uh, let's blow in some cartridges. Let's blow you guys. It is the opening segment on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our Patreons, usually gaming-related, but not always. And we call this segment Blowing in the Cartridge. Let's blow. Our first blower this week is Troy Troy K. With the last name that I'm not even... I'm going to ruin it if I say it. So just Troy K. Wrote in and Troy said, hey Adam, my eight-year-old suffers from some pretty bad game rage. I was concerned about it for a while, but after hearing about your controller throwing game rage fits growing up, I feel a lot better about it. Thanks. (laughs) That's good stuff. Troy, I love that. Like This is as solid of use as a first comment to be read on the show as we've ever had. This was the first comment I've ever read from Troy. And it's saying that my controller throwing rage fits as a child make him feel better about his own child. Um, I honestly feel like maybe seeing how I've turned out should concern you more about your child's habits. Don't let your kid end up like me. It's like, it's funny too, because like I, like I, I can control my temper uh, most of the time. I do lose it occasionally. Like, fuck, watch me try to fix something. I will lose my fucking temper. But nothing in the world sets me off like a video game. Nothing. And I'm not like an all-encompassing angry person. Like, I'm usually fairly happy. I've got very thick skin. Um, but dying in a video game will set me off like none other. Most of you know it, right? And I actually wish my parents had stepped in more as a kid and told me to grow up and stop being a fucking idiot. So I'm not saying everyone that throws the controller is an idiot. I'm just saying I'm an idiot. So if you're good with your kid ending up like I am when they're gaming, then you're all good. But if you want them to stop, step in now. Because otherwise, pretty soon, Troy, they're probably going to be bigger than you and then you can't stop them anymore. So keep that in mind. Uh, thanks for writing in, Troy. That made me smile. That I liked that comment a lot. That was nice. Uh, Mercury869 <clears throat> wrote in and said, Hey, bud, hope things are well. I'm not sure if you've dipped your toes into the Uncharted series of games yet, but in order to break up the, the same old games, I got back into Uncharted 4 again, and my word, this game is absolutely stunning. I've played through the first three as well, and they're absolute marvels as well, with three being my favorite. If you have played these before, what is your favorite? Uh, hey, Mercury, I uh, I fucking love the Uncharted games. We uh, give you guys a little free peek behind the scenes. We actually have an episode of the show about Uncharted recorded. ready. It's just sitting on my SD card, ready to be uploaded probably in early March. Uh, I will say that it's it, technically we're talking Uncharted, but it's not specifically about one game. It's just about the series as a whole. It's been a long time since I've played them. They do kind of bleed together for me. I think that's a fair thing to say about the Uncharted games, but I love them. I'm a big Uncharted fan. Four is probably my favorite, uh, but I would like to play through the whole collection again someday. If I had to rank them best to worst, I would I would probably go four, two, three, one. 
but the 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 gap with the exception of from three to one the gap is very small i dude if you guys if you dude those games are dirt cheap if you have a ps4 or a ps5 and you like those third person action adventure games fucking play uncharted because they are spectacular Luis Oliva wrote in and said, Hey, Adam, I have a question. If you had a chance between one of two time travel scenarios, both of which are mutually exclusive and only one can be done, would you A, go back in time and stop yourself from ever selling or getting rid of any of your retro games or consoles, or B, invest in GameStop when it was 10 bucks a share and sell it all when it was at its peak? Hmm... I'm going to say I'm going to do I would do the GameStop thing for a couple of reasons. A, my little brother still has a nice chunk of our gaming stuff from when we were kids, so I could probably just go take it from him. And B, if I did the GameStop thing, then I would have enough money to just buy any of the retro game stuff that I want, including a Miss Pac-Man cabinet, which would make me the happiest man in Springfield. I honestly would trade my retro games from a childhood for a Miss Pac-Man cabinet today if I had them. So it's a good question though, Luis. If my brother didn't still have most of our old stuff, then I might lean more that way. But because I know he still has some, I would go with the GameStop thing and sell it at... I would go to the moon, as those fucking weirdos in that Reddit page keep saying. Uh, Adam Anderson wrote in and said, uh, If you're going to the internet for a guide or help, do you prefer text-based guides or videos? I often use guides for hidden collectibles because I'm a completionist and I want to save time as there are so many games to play. My preference is text as I still have to do a little bit of sleuthing depending on how clear the instructions are. Option three, of course, is that guides are for cheaters and I would never cheat. Uh, you know what, Adam? First of all, great name. Uh, second of all, I, I would I would love to say that I'm too proud to use game guides and blah, 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 blah. But I, I use them. I use them when I need to, if I'm stuck. Dude, if I get stuck on something, I'll give it an honest try. I will fight looking it up as long as possible. But after a while, when Angry Adam just starts to fucking rear his ugly head, uh, then, I, then I give up and I go to the internet and look it up. And I prefer, excuse me, that's great fucking podcasting, burping into the microphone. Uh, I prefer text guides as well most of the time because I, cause like you said, I still have to kind of figure it out myself. I can use the text to get me in the right direction. Video's handy when either I can't figure it out from text or if it's like a tough trophy or a tough achievement and seeing someone do it just makes it easier. I fucking love the old game FAQ guides. I still use some of those to this day. Uh, So I don't instantly go to the guide. I fight it as long as I can. But when push comes to shove, if I'm just stuck at something or I'm getting front, my my time is valuable. I'm only going to waste so much time trying to figure something out before I'm like, fuck it. Because at the end of the day, dude, how many things have you guys looked up in guides and stuff that you don't even remember looking up? Do you know what I mean? It's like, let's like, I'm trying to, I'm, I don't really go after trophies or achievements, but I'm very, very close to 100%ing Cyber Shadow with all the achievements. And there was one that I just, I understood what I was supposed to do, but I could not figure out how to do it. And he was like, what am I like? I have two options. Either A, I waste a day and a half of my life sitting here trying to make it work on my own. Or B, I go look up the video, see how it's done. And then I do it in five minutes. I still have to do it. And that's the other thing is I I prefer to look stuff up when it's something really difficult, where even if I look up how to do it, I still have to pull it off. Like the guide isn't going to actually accomplish it for me. So yeah, I I use them, but I prefer text-based guides to videos as well. 
James Anderson wrote into us and said, did you ever spend weekends with friends or family playing a multi-taps on the SNES? Nintendo 64 had its four ports or hook up two systems together like an Xbox or anything. I have great memories of playing NHL 95 with four people, Secret of Mana, and each person controls a character, playing Madden, NBA Jam, the Nintendo 64, of course, with Goldeneye and Perfect Dark, and in college, we used to connect Xboxes for Halo and have GameCube tournaments with Smash Brothers. I feel in today's world, sharing a screen is the thing of the past even on game pass pc i can't use a split screen for halo even if i have two controllers and two usbs at least i still have the memories do you have any memories that stand out playing with your bros i'm sorry if this question has been asked before uh james i don't believe that question has been asked before and even if it has that's a good question so i'll fucking answer that question that's fine uh the nintendo 64 is probably my go-to memory for multiplayer like I, I, first of all, because it was the first system I, that I that had four players like that I owned. And I thought that was like the greatest thing in the world that we didn't just have to share two controllers anymore. Like to this day, to this day, my favorite multiplayer memories are of gaming are with the Nintendo 64. All of them. The wrestling games, Mario Kart 64, Mario Party, GoldenEye, fucking Perfect Dark, Mario Tennis. So many memories on that thing um i do remember buying a multi-tap for my playstation one as well and then i bought two of those cheap like mad cats controllers just so that me and my friends could play smackdown for player two but uh yeah the nintendo 64 is my multiplayer peak without question and we did yeah no yeah i could go on forever but the gamecube to a lesser extent but the nintendo 64 is my those are my prime multiplayer days for sure and then finally, one last blower this week gets the distinction of being the letter time letter. So you guys know what's coming. It's letter time. It's letter time. And this week's letter comes in from Ninja Lunchbox 79. And Ninja Lunchbox says, am I the only one that longs for a new F-Zero game? How about continuing the Metroid story after Fusion? Stop with this Metroid Prime BS already. How about a new Star Fox game? Hello, Nintendo. Is anyone awake over there? You have quite a few IPs that are sitting around that you have completely forgotten about. Also, this year will mark the 35th anniversary of Zelda and Metroid. So let's give them the same treatment you did Mario last year. I guess what I'm getting at is my gripe at Nintendo for relying on Pokemon and Mario to carry them. Just bring on the games, man. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's a well-written uh, comment, Ninja Lunchbox. And you know what? It's a pretty common complaint, particularly around, remember, the game industries. And I don't disagree with you. I mean, um, I will say, like, I got to assume part of the reason we're not getting more games from some of those... I don't want to call them lesser franchises, but they are. You know, like, let's be honest. Like, Star Fox, Punch-Out, F-Zero, those are not S-tier Mario, Zelda, Pokemon. Fran- They're not. Those are not franchises. And I think part of the reason we don't get more games from some of those lesser-known franchises, I gotta say, it's probably because Nintendo only has so many resources, right? And they've only got so many people working at Nintendo making games, and they probably figure Zelda, Mario, and Pokemon will see a better return on their investment than F-Zero, Metroid, or Star Fox. And they're, and they're probably right, so I'll give them that. But like, I, listen, I'm in the same bunch as you. I have wanted a new F-Zero game forever. I love F-Zero. If you're not going to make a new F-Zero game, give the franchise to another studio. You know how many franchises would fucking step over their own mothers to get their hands on a Nintendo IP like an F-Zero or something? And Nintendo has been slowly lending their IPs to more and more studios over the last 10 or 15 years. So maybe we'll get that soon. I want that so bad. So I agree. I, I mean, I love Nintendo. You all know that, all right? I stick up for them a lot. I'm a Nintendo fanboy through and through. But I also think I'm harder on them sometimes than I am on PlayStation or Microsoft because I just love Nintendo and I want more of them. And the fact is, people buy Switches for Nintendo games. 
People want, the, like, right? It's nice to have Skyrim or Witcher 3 or FIFA or Borderlands or Bioshock or whatever on the Switch. But nobody is buying a Nintendo Switch to play a watered-down version of shit that they can play on their PlayStation or their Xbox or their PC for a fraction of the price. Nobody's buying a Switch for those third-party games. We want Nintendo games. We want games from Nintendo IPs. And we know Metroid Prime 4 is in development. Uh, You had mentioned Get Away From That Prime BS. I don't know the Prime series very well, but I would love another Metroid Fusion game. We actually have an episode of this show about Metroid Fusion in the bank as well, saved on my little SD card here. And I want a sequel to that game in a bad way. Metroid Prime 4 is better than nothing, but I want more of the 2D class. I I totally agree. Um, And I hope that with the 35th anniversary, we at least see an acknowledgement of the Metroid Fusion this year. The Prime Trilogy seems like a lock, doesn't it? Like, that has to happen. F-Zero, I don't get it. Uh, maybe it doesn't sell. Maybe that's why we're not getting an F-Zero game. Maybe they just don't sell. Maybe they're worried about, uh, you know, cannibalizing themselves and, and, and competing with their own game with Mario Kart. But I can't agree more. I want another F-Zero game so bad. And those two F-Zero tracks in Mario Kart 8 are so good. And you're like, dude, why can't we just have a full F-Zero game like this? Uh, I want another Punch-Out. Too. I really want another punch out. I gotta be honest, I don't really care about Star Fox. I know a lot of people do, so give us a Star Fox game as well. Just give us these games. Like they they do you're right, Ninja Bot. Like they do seem to be relying on the same few big franchises these days. And I know Pokemon, Zelda, and Mario fucking print money. I get it. But you've got the greatest library of IP in gaming. Fucking use them. I want a new oh. I want a new Donkey Kong game more than anything. More than any Nintendo franchise, I want a new Donkey Kong Country game. So, hopefully we get something. Man, this will be a fun expansion pass, actually. What should Nintendo do with these IPs? Yeah, that might be a fun thing to talk about down the road. So, I agree with you, Ninja Lunchbox. We're on the same page. Hopefully, Nintendo has something in the works. Preferably Donkey Kong Country or F-Zero. Fucking A. Uh, Good enough. That'll be all the blowing this week. We still have a lot to get to, so let's get into our Smash Hit segment, the official game show of Remember the Game Industries. Play one, remake one, erase one. And a huge thank you, as always, to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with our theme music. Uh, The rules are simple. Most of you know them by now. Each week, I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released. They can remake one as a modern game. The third game is erased forever. Now, last week, I read this comment from Morgan regarding the show. show, Specifically about play one, remake one, erase one. Morgan wrote in and said, I've got a crazy idea. The next play one, remake one, erase one should be voted in by the fans. The theme can be stick it to Adam. We can choose three retro games that he loves so that he can feel the pain of erasing one mwahahaha and, and morgan did write mwahahaha so you know what morgan i did just that i accepted your challenge and uh, i took three of my absolute favorite games ever not just retro games but video games period that i love and i gotta erase one we're talking super mario world the legend of zelda a link to the past and earthbound for the snes we got almost 50 replies this week which is 
in a good week, we get 25. So I cannot read all of them. I, I squeezed in a bunch. I'm going to go through them a little faster than normal. And then I'll tell you the right answer, which was very, very hard for me to come up with. All three of these games are locks for my favorite games of all timeless. And again, please remember that for this weekend's expansion pass, all of our patrons can send in their own play one, remake one, erase one editions, and I will reply to all of them on expansion pass this week and save some for future editions of the show here on remember the game as well so here's your answers tim l wrote in and said play super mario world it simply cannot be made better and i would cry if it's erased the music is beautiful and the little yoshi noises are perfect remake link to the past i'd love to see this awesome game remade but it's great as it is too tricky to choose between mario or zelda but never played this one as a kid so mario wins for the nostalgia Earthbound may as well be erased. I never played it. Is that weird? You know what, Tim? Prior to me reading the answers to this edition of Play Remake Erase, I would have said yes. It's very weird to have not played Earthbound. But you seem to be far from the only one who has not played Earthbound. So while I am going to put you on double secret probation until you do play Earthbound, I understand why you would erase it. And just so that I don't have to keep making the same joke over and over and over again, every single one of you that wrote into the show saying that you've never played Earthbound are officially on double secret probation. All right? You got it. Fucking play Earthbound. Find a way. Fucking play Earthbound. Zane Donovan wrote in and said, Adam's head has got to be hurting this week for sure. I'd play Super Mario World as it is a great game, but I like Super Mario 3 more. I'd remake A Link to the Past, but in a 3D version like Breath of the Wild. And I would delete Earthbound, sadly. I love my RPGs and I rank others way higher than this game, but it's not that bad. You know what, Zane? I can live with putting other RPGs ahead of Earthbound for sure, because at least you've played it, so I can live with that. And I 100% agree that Link to the Past in a Breath of the Wild style would be fucking bliss. That'd be sick. Um, Also, like in Mario 3 more than Super Mario World. That's That's a hot but not unreasonable take. I bet you if you polled people and said, which game do you prefer, Mario 3 or Super Mario World, I think Mario World would win, but I don't think it would be a landslide or anything. Amarok wrote in and said, yeah, this is a tough one, and there really isn't a good answer when you put these gems on the line. I'd play Super Mario World. It's perfect how it is, and it's timeless. I can't erase it and see no reason to remake it since it would ruin its charm. I would remake A Link to the Past, either into a time travel version of Breath of the Wild or give it the Link's Awakening remake makeover. And then finally, I'm going to have to reluctantly erase Earthbound as it's a very obscure title with some odd design choices Also, I just can't stand the thought of erasing my two favorite SNES games ever. Man, this week is rough. Uh, (laughs) You're goddamn right it's rough, Amarok. This this game isn't even fun anymore. Now I understand why so many of you get upset. You know what this feels like? This edition of Play One, Remake One, Erase One feels like when you're wrestling as kids, like just horsing around and then someone gets too rough and you're like, all right, that's enough, no more. That's how I feel. I feel the same way about this. And when I was coming up with my order, which I'll get to in a minute, after I figured out which one I was going to play, and then I figured out which one I was going to remake, erasing the third was just like fucking taking your dog behind the woodshed. Ah, oh, just, blah. I agree. Uh, you guys asked for this. This is on you guys for saying I had to fucking put my ass on the line with these games. No one cares wrote in and said, I see a lot of comments, so I'll make it quick. Play Super Mario World, remake Link to the Past, erase Earthbound. Uh, you know what? No one cares. I greatly respect the efficiency of this post. That's why you got read. Fucking, that was well done. I respect that. No bullshit. Boognish 
wrote in and said, there's only one way to do this. Start with which one to erase. Mario and Zelda are masterpieces, so peace out, Earthbound. The remaining games are both perfect as they are, but because of the rules, I guess you remake Zelda and play Mario World. It actually turns out this was a little easier than I thought. You know what, Boognish? I respect you for respecting the rules of the game and remaking one despite the fact that you didn't want to. So thank you so much for not just cheating. That's a refreshing take. Well done, Boognish. Uh, Brian, listen, if it sounds like everyone's erasing Earthbound, uh, trust me, we'll get there. Brian Ransom wrote in and said, I'd play Super Mario World because it's a solid game and because Adam would give me too much shit if I erased it. Re- remake Link to the Past. I've never played this game, but I could see Nintendo doing it this year for the Zelda anniversary. I'm calling that right now. Give it the Link's Awakening treatment and it will be good. Erase Earthbound because I know nothing about it other than Ness and Luca from the franchise, or Lucas from the franchise, and I hate playing them as in Smash Brothers. Uh, <laughs> I love that. First of all, I can I promise all of you, I can always find a reason to give you shit. All right? So don't ever pick your votes on this based on your get shit from me because I will find another reason to give you shit. How many podcast hosts put their listeners on double secret probation, right? So that's, don't ever worry about that. And I love this, Brian. I, uh, I, I gotta be honest. We got a lot of people that erased Earthbound just because they hate Ness and Lucas and Smash Brothers. So I understand that. Fortunately, not everyone is erasing my beloved Earthbound. I would say 75% of you are, but there were some people that had a little, enough class to not erase a game as beloved as Earthbound. Vincent L. wrote in. First of all, Vincent, thank you for the video game, my man. Shadow of the Claws is awesome. Vincent wrote in, and he's not getting read on the show because he sent me a video game. Although, if you sent me a video game, I'll fucking read anything you want. But no, I'm not trying to convince people to send me a video game. Anyway, I should just shut the fuck up. Thank you, Vincent. Vincent wrote in and said, Play Super Mario World, perfect as it is, and has a great soundtrack. Remake Earthbound. One, because it's a beautiful, underrated masterpiece that was a precursor to Pokemon and could use a fresh coat of paint. And two, so I can actually play it on the Switch without having to buy an SNES cartridge or drop $200 on a cartridge. Or pardon me, without having to buy an SNES Classic or drop $200 on a cartridge. And then finally, Erase Zelda. Sorry, not sorry. Uh, You know what, Vincent? Remaking a game purely so you can get your hands on it without having to pay like $200 for a copy. That's a great call. I feel like that's a little bit of a loophole, but loophole for the win. That's a great fucking strategy. I respect that. Darren wrote in and said, hmm, remake Super Mario World, play Earthbound, and erase Zelda. That last part hurts because Zelda series is my favorite, but I just didn't like that one as much as some of the others. This, that fascinates me, Darren, because The Link to the Past is my favorite Zelda game of all time. So I'm just curious, like, shoot me a DM. You have DM access on Patreon now. Shoot me a DM. I want to know what your favorite Zelda game is. I'm just curious. Well, I'm not going to shit on you for it, unless it's Majora's Mask. Then I might shit on you. But I'm just curious which one you like more than Link to the Past. That's all. Uh, Solid take. Now, here's the thing. For all you guys that said that, you're all wrong. That's, you're all, and there was so many more. I'm sorry I couldn't read all of them, but you're all wrong. John Doskis wrote in and said, this is a tough one. I would play Earthbound in its original glory since I've actually only ever played it one time for about 20 minutes when it first came out and I feel I really need to experience that game. I would love to see a modern remake of Link to the Past and that means I would have to erase Super Mario World forever. It hurts to even type that. I'm sorry, Adam. No apologies necessary, John. I feel the same and I did the same thing and i want to stress that i come up with my order before i read any of your comments so i don't pick a certain order just to be different from anybody else or anything like that i just sit down and answer it fully and honestly just like all of you do 
And I also don't go for like a shock value order or anything to try to get ratings or downloads because nobody downloads this knowing that I would erase my favorite game ever. Plus, I think a lot of people just skip the intro anyway. But only two people had the same answer as me this week out of all those comments. There might have been one that came in late after I recorded. If you did, sorry, but consider yourself getting a shout out for having the same order as me. John had the same order and Sharonic who said the following, play Earthbound because I haven't played it and I really should do that. You're on double secret probation. Remake Zelda in the same style as Final Fantasy VII Remake. Turn it into a whole new experience and erase Super Mario World to see what happens to Remember the Game Industries. Since you no longer have to reserve perfect scores for that one game, do you instead accept payment for good reviews and get super rich giving Cyberpunk a glowing review? Or do you maybe just never develop the same passion for video games, period, and get a PhD in astrophysics instead? Maybe Super Mario World has been holding you back this entire time. Now this... Hmm... This is fascinating. No one has ever said anything like this to me on the show. First of all, I would 100% become a shill and take money for perfect review scores. I'll do that now. No one's willing to pay me. If someone was like, hey, I'll give you 50 bucks. Can you say my game is a 10 out of 10 on your... I'd be like, yeah, fuck. Yeah, I need need to eat. I'll fucking take your money. What would my life be like if Super Mario World didn't exist? Would this show still exist? Would I be an astrophysicist? That sounds awful. I don't even know what an astrophysicist is. (laughs) <laughs> like i assume something to do with astronauts i don't like i don't want to give massages to astronauts i don't even know what the fuck that is but i would do the same thing you guys said i would play earthbound i was really close to remaking earthbound into a current rpg i was really close but then honestly i was like there's not one thing i want to change about this game nothing there's no random encounters there's fast travel saving maybe could be a little easier but it's fairly accessible unless you're stuck in a dungeon it looks great the music is awesome the story makes sense like a lot of vintage rpgs could use facelifts even games i love like final fantasy 4 and final fantasy 6 i'd get rid of the random encounters i don't want to change anything about earthbound it's perfect as it is so i would play earthbound now it got hard i would remake a link to the past and i don't think this game needs a remake or a facelift at all But I will agree with some of you. Part of me would love to see this game in a Breath of the Wild art style just to see all those iconic world map and everything done in fancy 3D. Part of me just wants it in the Link's Awakening remake style. I I, I think the original Link to the Past looks perfect as it is, but I thought the Link's Awakening remake looks so great in that almost cartoony clay style design. So I'd love to see Link to the Past in one of those art styles. (sighs) I would erase Super Mario World. And I don't want anyone coming to me saying that I've never had to erase any of my favorite games anymore, okay? I don't want anyone saying that I've never suffered. I would erase Super Mario World. I'm not fucking happy about it. But there's a few reasons. I thought this through. Number one, I think the SNES would have been okay without Super Mario World. It might have been a little slow to start, but you could have released it with Link to the Past instead. Especially if all Nintendo's resources were going into developing Link to the Past because they didn't have to make Super Mario World. Launching the SNES with Link to the Past would have been like the Switch with Breath of the Wild. It would have been fine. Number two, I've played Super Mario World so many times, I could play it in my head for the rest of eternity. There's nothing in that game that I haven't seen a hundred times. I know that game better than I know myself. And three, there's so many Mario games that I could still play. Earthbound, that's it. At least on this side of the pond. If I erased Earthbound, I'm not playing the Earthbound series. 
if I erase Link to the Past, there's not another Zelda game that I like nearly as much as Link to the Past. But if I erase Super Mario World, I still have the NES trilogy. I have Mario All-Stars. I have Yoshi's Island. I've got the Super Mario Land games, Mario Galaxy, Mario Odyssey, etc., so on and so forth. If we were erasing entire franchises, no way I'm erasing Mario. But if I'm racing one... It's like losing one slice of a perfect pizza. I still have a whole bunch more slices of perfect pizza to enjoy. So that's my logic. I uh, I love this fucking segment. Keep playing, guys. I know I can't read all of them, but I appreciate how much everyone enjoys playing this game, and I want to read all, as many as I can every week. Mike Cummings wrote into us on Patreon and said, Remake all three of them in the Link's Awakening remaster style. There. You're done. Now get on with the Ninja Turtles. Everyone loves them. <laughs> You're disqualified for doing that, Mike, but you're also right. Everyone wants Ninja Turtles talk, so let me quickly go over what I've been playing, and then we will get into the Ninja Turtles. Uh, I'm done Final Fantasy VIII. I finished it. I'm at, well, I'm, at, I'm almost. I'm at the end boss. I've given it a few attempts. I, I don't think my builds are right. I think I'm, I'm fucked. I don't have enough magic, and I've got almost 40 hours into this game already. I am not going out into the main overworld again and grinding for magic and some extra GFs and stuff just to see an end scene that I could just look up and watch online. And I don't give a shit about bragging that I beat that game. So I'm going to keep my save file at the very end of Final Fantasy VIII. And then maybe I'll just dink around with it now and then and hop in and see if I get lucky and win. Uh, thank you to everyone that's reached out with tips and you should have done this is. Uh, but like, I, I'm done. I, I'm, I just don't want to play it anymore. I have a lot to say about that game. Not all good, not all bad. Uh, that episode is coming in the next couple of weeks. We're going to be recording it, I believe, in the next four or five days. So that's coming. Uh, I finished Cyber Shadow on my Xbox Series X. That is the Ninja Gaiden style game that I reviewed on Expansion Pass this week. Really fun, man. Normally, I don't worry about trophies or achievements. I beat a game and then I move on, but I just keep playing that game. I'm going to 100% it. The only two achievements I have left is I have to beat it in under three hours, which I know I can do, and I have to beat it without upgrading my health or my spirit meters, and I'm pretty close to finishing that run right now. I was hoping to knock both those off at the same time, but I think I have two levels left and I'm at about two hours and 35 minutes and I have no health upgrades. I don't think I'm going to be able to beat it in 25 minutes without any health upgrades, but I'm going to 100% that game and then move on. And then I am finally firing up God of War on my PS4 this week. I am so goddamn excited. This game had better be magical because all of you have been up my ass to play God of War for so long. I cannot wait. Thank you for the game, stupid monkey. I am finally going to play it. Oh yeah, and then I'm still playing the odd game of the original Ninja Turtles on the NES. I'm getting a lot better. It's just a matter of when I can beat it without cheating. And when I can, I'm going to record a video of it, put it on YouTube for proof. All right, that's it. Let's get into Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time. I like to give you nerds a chance to share your thoughts on games before I indulge myself and ramble for a while. We got a ton of listener memories of this game. Again, I can't read all of them, but I will bomb through a few really quick. Jesse Clark wrote in and said, fuck me, this game was my life back in the day. I was obsessed with the Turtles. I had all the toys. I had to get the games as soon as I could at that age. Being born in 81, this franchise was my life. I'll never forget getting this game. And as soon as we got in the the car, I tore into that box and read every word of that manual and on the box. This will always be my favorite nostalgic game. I still own my original copy. I still throw it in from time to time. This is one of my perfect 10 out of 10s. Jesse, you were born in 81. I'm born in 83. Totally. I get it. Ninja Turtles was life back in the day. I totally get it. The honest Pokemon trainer wrote in and said, literal perfection, all hail Leonardo. Fair enough. I mean, 
You misspelled Donatello, but that's fine. I understand. Uh, Brandon O'Brien wrote in and said, this was my first love as a five-year-old. Played the hell out of it. Learned I was a controller thrower playing this gem. I also learned I'll get grounded for throwing controllers, and I still do it anyway. Fucking, I wish I had gotten grounded, Brandon, because then maybe I wouldn't be a controller thrower now that I have to buy them myself, and they're very expensive. Brian Ransom said, I can't wait. I loved the original episode about this. It's what made me fall in love with your podcast. That's... That makes me feel like Alex Trebek on that one Jeopardy where the guy wrote, we love you, Alex, in the final Jeopardy. Like, it's very nice. Thank you. That's, oh, that's good stuff. Scott Brooks wrote in and said, crazy to think that this is still the best Ninja Turtles game to exist this many years on. It's the biggest travesty in gaming that no one has been able to develop a passable Turtles game in literal decades. That being said, this game stirs up so many great childhood memories for me and has the coolest distinction of being the first game that I have ever played with my five-year-old son. I loved this game as a kid. I love it even more now for the memories it's still creating to this day. That's a great story. And you're not the only one to say that, Scott. Ninja Lunchbox wrote in and said, Beat-em-ups is one of my favorite genres ever. This game brings back so many good memories. It's tough yet rewarding. Plus, I'm introducing it to my six-year-old daughter. Also, Raph is the best turtle. Again, you misspelled Donnie, but I'm totally down. I love seeing that. Like, I love the idea that people are playing it with their children because like, we grew up as Turtles fans and now kids are growing up as Turtle fans and generations of Turtles fans and just there's so much goddamn excitement in this week's episode. I'm excited to talk about it. I hope you're all excited to listen to us talking about it. My pal Tyler and I had a great time talking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles this week. There's a little bit of staticky feedback in the phone. I'm sorry we did the best we could. I hope it's still listenable. I think it will be. I haven't actually listened back to it as I'm recording this, but I think it'll be fine. I'm going to queue up some of that fucking awesome music. I love the music in this game. And when it stops, we are going to revisit Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time, which originally released in arcades in March of 1991 and on that beloved Super Nintendo Entertainment System in North America on August 15th, 1992. Let's kick shell. So uh, as I will have already said in the intro and plugged many times, but for some reason, always, I always do this. I fucking repeat myself in the game chat, despite the fact that I know I just said, all. anyway, we're revisiting Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 4, Turtles in Time, arguably the best Ninja Turtles game of all time. We can get into that a little bit. Uh, but joining me this week is a very good friend of mine, longtime guest on the show my, and Patreon supporter. So thank you very much. My pal, Tyler, how's life on uh, your neck of the woods in this cold weather, my friend? Uh, you know, freezing my tits off, but it's okay. It is. It's fucking, for all you that don't know, like Tyler lives here in Alberta with me and it's been like minus 30 plus here the last few days Celsius. For those of you that are asking, it's been hell cold, yeah. fucking hell cold. Yeah. At the beginning of today, it was minus 40 and that's the same temperature in both Duh. standard, in both units of measurement. Fucking so. gross. But anyway, uh, we can just talk weather if you guys want. We can just talk weather for the next forty-five. And <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> no, uh, fuck it. And remember, the game is dead. Uh, it's no longer. Uh, like I said, today we're talking Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles: Turtles in Time. We talked about this game, not Tyler and I, me and my buddy Christopher, way back on episode two. And now, one hundred and thirty-three episodes later, we're doing it again. 
And uh, Tyler, I got to tell you, my friend, I'm just as excited to talk about this now as I was three years ago. Probably more so because three years ago, I sat like a robot on this podcast. Turtles in Time is fucking rad. It's really good. Like it, it, it was one of my favorite games on the SNES, and I could not like a, I was a child. I yeah. could not afford it. Uh, my parents would not buy it for me, so I had to rent it, and like could not fucking beat it as a kid. But I loved that game. It was the I think it's like the fifth or sixth Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, and like the Manhattan Project was great. The I hated the first game because I was terrible at it. It was still a good launching point, but fuck that game. Um, <laughs> this was this was the game that like they looked like the guys from the cartoon. It the music was fun. I you know it's still a side scroller. Some of the sound effects sound like they might be from the Simpsons arcade game or something. But yes, it it was. <laughs> Yes. It was the like peak of my Ninja Turtles experience. Yeah, it's funny. Okay, quickly, because you had said that, like, yeah, the, that so that original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles on the NES, everyone knows the one where everyone dies in the water level with the electric seaweed, all that shit. I want to do, we're going to do an episode about that in the future, because we have covered that game back around episode 20 or so, but I recently yeah. replayed that for a Let's Play and beat it for the first time. I cheated. I save-stated my way through it. I cheated. Uh, but I actually, I have a, I have a newfound respect for that game, but it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's, it's rough, but we, we'll talk about that some other time. Uh, this is like, you take Turtles 2 on the NES, which was Turtles, the arcade game, and then Turtles 3, the Manhattan Project, which was only on the NES, which listen, that game is criminally underrated and forgotten about. That is a great fucking game. I, I loved it. It was the first, like the arcade one was great. But I could only play that when, you know, I was at a sporting event or something. Yeah. If my brother was competing in what his sport was. Or, uh, but like the Manhattan Project I owned and I played the crap out of. Love that one. Yeah, Manhattan Project's fucking awesome. But then this one. time was better. Yeah, so much better. This is like, I know that I've said this about every other fucking Super Nintendo game we've talked about. And I know that I'm repeating myself, but like. You take Super Mario World, and it's just Super Mario Brothers 3 on steroids. And you take Link to the Past, and it's the original Legend of Zelda on steroids. And you take this game, and it is. It's Turtles 2 or the Manhattan Project on steroids. And that's one of my favorite things about the Super Nintendo is... is I know it sounds stupid, but the way it takes all those NES games and, and, and supers them. Like, it just makes them yeah. bigger and better and brighter and more colorful. And you play this game, and I'm telling you, dude, like... We'll get into the gameplay a little bit because I got to be honest. I do think there are. I I don't know how well a lot of old beat 'em ups have aged. Like they're kind of boring to play. But we'll get into all that. But when yeah, you, it's a, it's repetitive. They're very repetitive. But when you just look at this game, Tyler, like this game is just sex for the eyes. It looks so good, and it just and you got to remember that like all of us nine and ten year olds that are fucking playing this game when it came out back in the day we're all hyped up on the cartoon show and we love the movies and it was just turtle mania and it like yeah. you you literally took yeah, the turtles turtle from the cartoon yeah, yeah. it was it was turtle yeah. mania and you just took the turtles from that cartoon show and put them in this video game and now for the first time like they really look like the turtles from the cartoon show and that's one of Absolutely. my favorite things about it is just how big and bright and colorful Everything is, but I is the turtles in particular look so good in this game. So good. Not only do they look good, they all have their weapons, and their weapons are very accurate. Because in some of the other games, and, and maybe not as much, like you know, in the first one, I don't know, Donatello's swinging a stick, maybe. Yeah. Or it's a 
you know, one it's like a one pixel per like one by like twelve pixels. Like, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Um, you the foot soldiers look great. like everything, like you said, everything. It's like Adam is not endorsing stu- doing steroids. It doesn't make things better, but Super Nintendo made everything better from Nintendo. It did. And like, dude, yeah, like you're right. The weapons in this thing really, like those really stand out to me because we all like, everyone that grew up as a Turtles fan knows what weapons the Turtles have, right? And in the original Ninja Turtles game, it was very, they don't even have their weapons until they attack. Like they're just walking and then all of a sudden their attacks, their weapons appear when they attack. And then in Turtles 2, go ahead. And and it's just like a lame like, forward swipe yeah like it just right whereas in this you have your like basic attack you can jump and do a flip and do like a flying kick you can jump and as leo you do the splits and swing your fucking swords in between your legs yeah you can do a power attack where you double swing with your swords yeah or you can pick up a a special pizza that causes you to spin around yeah doing an insane amount of damage to everybody in the aoe yeah area yeah the aoe i like that area of area of effect of effect it's a super super rpg nerd term i'm learning shit aoe i got it um but no it it like like they all just you're right like it's one of the things that i fucking love about this game is like even when you take turtles 2 and turtles 3 on the nes they did a great job of they they would kind of uh swap out the donatello skin and instead of him like because leo mikey and raf each have two weapons and there's one in each hand and it's basically you can tell that they just took the same basic palette and then swapped in different weapons whereas donnie had his bow and it made it a little bit different but in this one like they all look different i like i'm looking at a picture right now leo looks so rad with his swords it's so obvious donatello has his bow grasped between his two hands michelangelo spins his nunchuck like even those little things matter and then you add in the like i love that they gave him the multicolored uh uh knee pads and elbow pads instead of the you know oh, what yeah. i mean instead of just brown and like have you dude have you seen the action figures for this game no, I didn't know they had action figures. Oh, look them up. They look so, like, I don't know if you know, like, oh. there's like, what the fuck is the, uh, someone's going to yell at me because no matter how I say it, I'm going to say it wrong. It's either NECA or NECA, N-E-C-A. There's a company that makes, like, they made action figures of the turtles from the original movie and stuff, and they all look fucking phenomenal. One of our listeners, Dave McGee, sent me the Donatello one. I have it on my TV stand. They look so good. But they made Turtles in Time figures and they like really blew up the pixels. You can see the little squares like printed on them and stuff like that. And they look so good. And I'm and and they look like they look in the game. These turtles look so good. Like I would have watched an animated series with them animated like they are in this game. I think they look that good. I love the way the turtles look in this game. Love them. Ugh. Fuck, I'm like, I'm turned on right now because I love the turtles oh, and I no love the way, way. they look. And then you Yeah, add, they look so cool. Right? They look fucking you can, sick. And you can get you can get the surfboards. Yeah. Sewer oh, surfing, man. Oh man, and uh Slash is in there. Oh man. So okay, Slash is a good thing, because that's the other thing I wanted to talk about. Maybe my honestly, outside of the graphics for this game that I love, I I personally think my favorite thing about Turtles in Time is the the bosses and the fact that it's oh. just it's just a hand job to turtle fans i guess that's a little perverse thinking that we were all little kids when this game came yeah, out you, but you yeah you've absolutely ruined my childhood just yeah now. <laughs> but like but like but that. now it is like i just i have the list of enemies <laughs> right now and it's like baxter stockman metalhead rat king they got toka and razor and bebop and rocksteady plus shredder so, plus slash plus krang yeah fucking awesome oh so so with that, 
my only like negative thing I want to say about the bosses is Shredder. Why, when did he learn magic? Well, he's always. When did he get ninja? He always had ninja magic. I yeah. don't think so. No, he did. I wanted him to be a badass ninja that I fought. Like, you know, I wanted him to pull out a sword or something. I thought that was weird that he was shooting fireballs at me. Yeah, well, but but I, lo- but I love the animation when he burns your toe oh. and your character jumps up and. <laughs> yeah, oh, dude, the way that the turtles like, yeah, like the my toe, my toe, it gets old really fast in the sewer surfing one when you hit all the spike balls. But yeah, like Wait, it's you hit the spike balls. Uh, yeah, I did. I suck. Um, <laughs> I gotta get good. But uh, yeah. but no, like so, uh, like even in the first level, and like honestly, this is one. Every time I play this game, one of my favorite things is when you fight Baxter Stockman at the end of the first level because I, uh, dude, I'm telling you right now, like I'm a diehard Ninja Turtles fan. Fly Baxter Stockman is one of the greatest characters on that show, like in the in the universe. I yeah. love Fly Baxter Stockman, and he looks so perfect in this game. Like he's got his stupid fucking sweater vest thing on, and every and I'm just I'm looking at him, and I can hear him. I can hear him while I'm fighting him because they animated it so perfectly. Ah, oh, I fucking love Baxter Stockman, and he's such a great first boss level. Like I'm glad it's not Bebop and Rocksteady again. No, you no. Know? Okay, so first, who's your favorite boss? Um, well, well, it, like in this game, yeah, it's got to be Shredder when you're whipping foot soldiers at him in his tank. Yeah. Oh, I love that. But, that that was cool. That was super original. I really love that. Yeah. Why? Well, who's um, yours? Bebop and Rocksteady. Because when you beat them and they start beating each other up, I thought that was gold. Absolute gold. Is that where you are? They they're on the pirate ship in this one, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. One has a, a rapier and the other one has a whip. And then if you, when you beat them, they start fighting each other at the end. They start tussling around it, like in the show. And dude, and you can like if you dodge at the right time, they'll like they'll hurt each other. Like they'll get yeah. like their weapons tied up and and like their classic vintage two dumbass bebop and rocksteady where like yeah they get tied up with each other and they're just like you're ruining it, you're ruining it, and you can attack them while they're tied up. Ah. Like, it's just, this is why it's it's arguably the best Turtles game ever, because it's just such incredible fan service. Like you said, you take Bebop and Rocksteady, and you make them into idiots. I love the fact that they're dressed as pirates. Like, that they would oh, take yeah, the time perfect. to dress them up as pirates is fucking awesome. You've got the fly Baxter Stockman with his tools. Dude, I, shout out to the Rat King, another fucking great character. Who should have been the enemy in Turtles 3, the, the one where they go back in time. They should have just left them yeah. in New York and had them fight the Rat King. Um, so and then and then like the Rat King, the vehicle he's on in the sewers, they had that toy. Like that mm-hmm. wasn't like like that was one hundred percent legit from the show. Just like the blimp that they had in it, the uh technodrome. Yep. Um uh, uh <laughs> they I don't know if they had the van in the Turtles in Time. I don't think they showed the van. No, I don't think they had the van at all, no. But the Rat King, uh, it was one of my buddies, I forget, I think it was a guy named Zach. I think he had the Rat King's fucking vehicle, and and he had all the vehicles. Like, I had all the turtle action figures. Yeah. But I remember playing playing Turtles in Time and seeing that vehicle and being like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, I love that vehicle. just getting jazzed. Yeah. Yeah. Rat King is sick. And then, oh, fucking dude, just I the, the fact that they got Toka and Razar, too, like, cause those two yeah, get kind like, of forgotten about to Turtles history, cause they really only are in Turtles two, and uh, to see them and like get to fight them, and then when you kill them, they mutate back into like the snapping turtle and the wolf, like just little cute versions of themselves. Is yeah, fucking yeah. like 
oh, I, I, I really, I understand why, because it would have been too hard, but like, oh, fuck, man, I would love, I, uh, like, why couldn't Toka and Razar and Bebop and Rocksteady have been at the same time? Like, you couldn't do it four against one, but like, if you could have just done four and four, it had, like, even if the computer had to control the other three turtles to help you, like, oh my god oh. and you walk into a scene and it's like toka and razar are there and then bebop and rocksteady walk in and then they look at each other and then they all look at the turtles or something like i just just the fact that they have like there's i can't think of an enemy from turtles that i want in this game that isn't in this game like the rock soldiers from dimension x are here like yeah, Krang yeah. is here and he's in his stupid right, yeah. armor suit and you fight him in the future it's just Everything. Well, yeah, you get to fight Krang twice. Like, and I love that the first episode, the first episode, the first, uh, the first <laughs> level time that you get him? to, yeah, the first level you get to fight him where you're, so the surfing levels I freaking love when you're surfing in the sewers and when you're surfing on those hoverboards. Yeah. I thought that was a really great way to break up the monotony Me and too. it looked good. Like at the time, those, those levels looked sharp, Yeah, especially the change in perspective. Cause at one point you're going not in the sewer level, but in the future one, when you're on the hoverboard. You go from uh, left to right to bottom to top. Yeah. It shifts your perspective. It kind of looks like they and, put the turtles in F-Zero at that level. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, it looks great. I loved it. I thought it thought it was a great way to break up the monotony. Me too. And then it totally because, makes sense that Krang would be the boss in that level too. Oh, yeah. Like, and like as a kid, I never once found the game monotonous. Like it's it's more, you know, now the bar has been raised. Sure. <laughs> Yeah, I agree with that. But at, so when I say the monotony, like as an adult, I went back and played it and was like, oh yeah, no, these levels are awesome. I love them. I loved them back then, but now I, you know, in hindsight, I'm like, oh, because it broke it up. Yeah. Whereas as a kid, I was just on the edge of my seat the whole fucking game. So, and that's something that I really like about this game too, because after you play Turtles 2 and Turtles 3 on the NES, they're both fun games, but like it's very samey. And I know that this game is kind of samey as well, but the Turtles in Time gimmick is like a some people could write that idea down as like a stu or a write it off and be like well, that's kind of stupid like sure they're traveling through time or whatever i love the idea that they travel through time whether it's fucking stupid or not because it like you said it just makes instead of it like oh well now we're on the streets now we're at a construction site now we're in the sewer now we're in an alley you know what i mean it's yeah. like instead they're like well okay so you just fought three or four levels in the city then you went to the technodrome now you're going to go back to the dinosaurs. Then you're going to go to the future. Now you're going to be riding a train back in the Wild West. Like it just, the way it bounces you around just keeps it fresh and fun. Cause you never, and the way they do those, that cut scene in between each uh, level in the, in the, in the time you, traveling where, section where they get where sucked you, in. Where you like spiral into, yeah, the little dome showing what the time is going to be. I love that so much. Like it, it just, like yeah, you said, yeah. it breaks up the monotonous and it, or the monotony and it makes the levels look better and more fun. Like, I'm sure they oh. could have more fun designing them, too. No, exactly. And it, it was a unique idea. Well, maybe not unique, because, I mean, there's shows like Quantum Leap, and there's tons of mediums. Sure. But those are all really popular storytelling tropes. So right. having the turtles go through something like that, it that could have been a whole season. They yeah. could have made that into a season of the show, and it would have been captivating. Totally. And then I the, mean, the fact... Captivating for a 10-year-old, I mean. <laughs> of course, yeah. And then <laughs> Or me. And, and then, the well, it, I understand... It's, Everyone listening to this show is there's there's a ten year old inside all of us. That's why yeah. we talk about old video games with our time. Um, another thing they do that I fucking love is the way that they have the foot soldiers 
uh, implemented into the time mechanics. Like in the dinosaur world, they're riding the dinosaurs, and in the train world, they're like hiding in barrels and stuff. You know what I mean? Well, and like, even oh, I loved it, and and even like every new ep- every I keep wanting to say episode. That's how much it was like watching a, a season of the show. Yeah, every new level, you got new uh, foot soldiers. Like the the foot clan would come out and like in the first couple levels, what the one guy had uh, like tuning forks. I didn't get that. And like I don't know what they're called, but there's little wooden like night sticks. Yeah. And they would block block you. Those guys were designed so that you could throw them at Treader, right? Yeah. But then like in the prehistoric world, you get guys who are like the pterodactyls are dropping bombs and dropping uh, foot soldiers on you, and uh, you get like guys coming out with bows and arrows. You get guys coming out with giant battle axes. You get the guys from. Uh, like the rock soldiers coming out and that later they come out with like bazookas. Like yeah. it's insane. It's yeah. just great that the, the, the villains don't get necessarily harder, but they get better weapons. Like yeah. there's still one or two shots to drop them, but they do get better weapons. So they do get harder, but not, you know, more difficult to kill. So the game still progresses at a very quick pace. Yeah. And I love the way that, uh, I mean, I, I just love the foot soldiers from the old cartoon period. Like how they were kind of stupid robots that like there were no match for the turtles, but there was like an infinite supply of them. And I love the fact yeah, that yeah. like like you said, in this game, they show up with all these different weapons on the pirate ship one. Some of them come like jumping up from behind the ship. Like you can tell that yeah. they were like overboard and they jump over the side of the ship and come onto the ship and all the way that they just hide and stuff and come out with all these different random wacky fucking things to try to take the turtles out with. It just, it breaks up the monotony. And then those fucking rock soldiers come up sometimes. And I just, dude, it's not the ones with the bazookas or the guns that fuck me over. It's the ones with like the, the beams, like the giant construction. I don't know anything about construction, but those giant bars that are shaped like the letter I, do you know what I'm talking about? And they can like swing them at you and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love, I just, it's just all those little touches. It's just, you can tell that if, if the designers of this game weren't turtles fans, then they interviewed people that were like, because the oh. amount of, I can't think of, I guess maybe one of the bosses, the only boss in the game that I don't particularly like is Leatherhead. And that's just cause I think Leatherhead's a stupid character, but I'm glad you uh, said what his name was because I was like, L-Head, what the fuck does that stand oh. for? I don't remember him from the show. No, and he, I was going like, ah, oh, he's Crocodile Dundee yes. and, and he's a crocodile. Stupid oh. giant southern crocodile. He sucks. What, like, is it Leadhead? What the fuck is his name? I was yeah. racking my brain. I would have preferred to see, instead of Leatherhead, like if they had replaced him with fucking, I don't know, maybe just like a one of the, le- oh fuck, what was the name of the leader of the rock soldiers? Commander... Ah, it's going to bother me. But anyway, like I kind of would have preferred that he was one of the bosses, but it doesn't. General, General Treg. General Treg. That's it. Yes. Like I kind of wish that it had been him instead of Leatherhead because I could care less about Leatherhead. But other than that, like Baxter Stockman, Metalhead, Rat King, Toka and Razor, Shredder, Slash, Bebop and Rocksteady, Leatherhead, Super Krang, Krang and Super Shredder. That's a great fucking yeah. lineup, dude. Oh, yeah. No, that's perfect. Tyler, fucking shout out to Slash. He's so awesome. So awesome. So awesome. The only, his design from the old cartoon, he looks so dope. Like, if I didn't like uh, Bebop and Rocksteady's ending as bosses, he would be my favorite boss battle. Oh, I, I always wanted him to become like, like, I mean, I didn't know at the time, but like, he should have been like Tommy. 
Like I like at times I like from the Power Rangers. Oh like, yeah, yeah. I wanted yeah. Slash to be the fifth turtle so bad, but I also understand why he's not. But like he looks so rad in this ah. Oh, I'm fucking I'm I'm kinda worked up in case you guys can't tell. I just love the Ninja Turtles. And this game is such incredible fan service. And everyone keeps bringing up this fan made game, Ninja Turtles Rescue Palooza, that looks a lot like Turtles in Time, but it's free to play online and just a fan of the game made it. And I'm going to get around. Oh, for, cool. It, dude, and it looks, it, people say if you like the fan service in this game, Rescue Palooza is even better. And so I just want everyone listening that's going to eventually message me about Rescue Palooza to know I have intentions of playing Rescue Palooza soon. And I also have intentions of reaching out to the creator of the game once I play it and seeing if he'll come on the show to talk about it. Because it looks awesome. I just have, I, I don't know a lot of IP very well. Like outside of like Mario and like video game IP, I don't know a lot of, franchises that well but turtles is one i do and so i really get a like i get this whether you want to say that this game was them just trying to cash in on turtle mania and try to take all our money which it obviously was that's why the the arcade version is so difficult so you'll keep pumping quarters in and all that i get all that but the fact that like motherfuckers yeah i can't believe they did that but the fact that they like they could have just turned out like the most generic, like, oh, it's just another Turtles game where you just fight Bebop and Rocksteady over and over and then you fight Shredder. And the fact that they went yeah. and made so many characters from the show and paid little attention to the details and put them in, like, that's why this game is so beloved. It's, it's not for the gameplay itself because, like, and we'll get into that in a second. The gameplay is kind of, yeah, but it's just the way that they, it's ultimate fan service to Turtle fans. It really is. It really is. I love it. Turn yeah, down. absolutely. Now that said, no. no, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, no, it was just the perfect Turtles game for the time. Yeah, it, it was. Now the only thing, and I found this with Turtles 2 and Turtles 3 on the NES as well. When we were kids, Tyler, I'm sure you were the same way. Like when I, cause I never owned this game as a child either, but we would rent it all the time. And like, dude, there was nothing like going to a sleepover at a buddy's house and knowing that one of those Turtles beat em ups would be there and you could all take turns playing it and you'd play it yeah. all night and it would never get boring. Never. Never. It was the greatest thing in the world. You you play it now as a 37-year-old, and myself, speaking for myself, I'm a 37-year-old man, and it's like, oh, man, I remember this. The music is great. Oh, these graphics look so good. There's Baxter Stockman. This is awesome. But then you realize that, like, okay, it's just move to the left, swing, 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 move to the left, swing, swing. It, it beat them up. I don't even, like, to me, Streets of Rage has become the definitive beat-em-up title. I've gotten hooked on those games now. I have a super big thing for the Streets of Rage games because they're nice. a little deeper than just mashing the attack button over and over again. Games right. like these that are just mashing the attack button over again, they're they're good, but, like, I couldn't play this every day. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's a once-a-year, maybe, type thing. Right, right, right. It, it's no, kind of boring. I, I agree. Yeah, I agree, and that's kind of what I found. Like, I recently played it again. It took me about 40 minutes to beat it, 45 yeah. or maybe like, an hour, maybe. And uh, that's – I was bored after the train level. Yeah. Like, not, bo- not bored because I was playing it to complete it, and I didn't do that as a kid. So I was into it, but you know what I mean? Like, it was yeah. like, all right, I can I can handle this. There's no, no difficulty in the evolving levels. Like, I don't think I lost a life the whole time I played. No. As, as an adult, as a kid, I did. As a kid, I didn't make it past the Krang level, the right. first uh, where you're surfing. Right. Or I made it to the next one where you fight him in his saucer. Yeah. But I never made it past that. No. And that's like, and that's, and it's, I don't even know if like, 
I can't decide if it's a fair criticism to throw at a game like this or not, because I understand that when this game came out in the early 90s, that was just what these games were, and it was awesome. And, dude, like, I'll tell you right now, Tyler, like, when we're allowed to go to bars again, if I go into an arc, like, a barcade, and they have this arcade game, like, it's not a matter of whether or not I'm going to play it. It's a matter of how much money am I going to put into this arcade game, because I'm going to play it. But, like, to it's more fun with a friend. When you're sitting at home by yourself just playing this now, like, it yeah. is... It is fucking like kiddie pool shallow as far as the gameplay goes. It's, yeah, you, you know, know it, it has it has some elements that the other you know its predecessors didn't have, like being able to throw the uh, foot soldiers at the the foot clan at the screen. Like yes. that throw is really cool. Being able to run and charge and shoulder check them. Yeah, the power swing. You know, but past that, it you know that that's some new elements but like by the second stage you're used to it yeah the throwing foot soldiers thing like i brought up that shredder fight earlier to me i still think that's the coolest boss fight in the game if you've never actually played it there's a boss fight where you fight shredder and another thing dude like shout out to this game shredder looks identical to the old cartoon shredder with like his purple cape and the big metal fucking hat that kind of looks like long flowing hair like he he looks like vintage shredder but he's like sitting in this machine and the camera is basically right behind his head. So it's almost like you're looking over his shoulder, but you're just looking around his head. And he's looking out the plexiglass, like windshield of this big art, this big machine that he's in. And he's using these two claws to try to grab you. And you're controlling the turtles. And what I love about it is that you can actually only see, like, I don't know what, 60% of the screen of like where you're actually fighting. Like, your turtle can half disappear behind Shredder's head or the machine and stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, and they keep sending. Like I- What's that? As a kid, that was a tough boss battle, and I don't. I think it took me a few, a few plus a few times to a figure out how to damage him, and then b to actually beat him. That's just yeah. because of the camera, just because of the camera angle thing in its in its own right. Because that wasn't something around at that time. Like having a shitty camera angle, like now after the Resident Evil games and like any third person adventure game, people are used to oh fuck the camera's at a bad angle and you know now you can rotate it using a thumbstick and shit like that yeah that wasn't around back then so that was like what the fuck is happening why can't i oh my god it changed perspectives what is going on like buckle up yeah and then and then the the coolest thing is like you said you can't figure out how to hurt him and you can see his health meter there and you're like what the fuck he's up there in this giant machine and there's no way i can get anywhere near him and like you try to attack like the claws that he's hitting you with and then realize nope that doesn't work these claws just fucking hurt you and then, like Tyler had mentioned earlier, one of the coolest little innovations they put in this game is the ability to grab a foot soldier, and you kind of grab them by the chest and then roll back onto your shell and, like, throw them over your, like, you throw them kind of over your back. But instead of throwing yeah. them off of the screen, you throw them right into the camera. And the way that the, the foot soldier, like, it, it makes that, like, noise and the foot soldier like flies right at the player while you're playing just that attack is awesome but the first time you do it fighting shredder and then realize to beat him you have to whip foot soldiers at him in his machine is the fucking coolest thing like i i i thought that was like the greatest thing in the world when i was 10 years old and now when i'm at 37 i'm still like this is fucking sick like that's just such such a they didn't have to do that. That's what I'm talking about. To me, I can look past the boring gameplay and shit like that to just be like, there are so many little things they didn't have to do, 
but they did because they knew, dude, this game came out in 1992. You literally could have just put Ninja Turtles on a carrot. And I would have been like, dude, I got to get that carrot. The Ninja Turtles are on it. Like you didn't have to do anything. And the fact that they did little things like that, like whipping foot soldiers at the camera to hurt Shredder is the coolest shit in the world. That's what I get so fucking excited about in this game. If I have one criticism, I guess it's that that boss fight sets the bar so high. And then a lot of the rest of them are kind of boring. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like, like I like the Bebop and Rocksteady one. Yeah. You know, uh, Slash was cool just for the character. And he was a hard boss. He is hard. Like, he ripped around. He was actually, like, difficult to fight. Yeah, he is. But uh, but it definitely, like like you said, they could have phoned it in, capitalized on Turtle Mania. Like, at that time, 92, I was in grade two. Blue Jays won the World Series. Every pair of underwear I owned was probably Ninja Turtle themed. I had all of their weapons and frequently carried around uh uh, Leonardo's swords in my back, like it tucked <laughs> into my shirt, the size tucked into my pants, the bow. I think I used to prop up my toy chest because fuck you, Donatello. Yeah. The nunchucks always were near. Yeah. Um, like my, I think my birthday party that year was out at my auntie's farm and she, I made her make me a Ninja Turtles, like uh fucking, what do you hit? You hit it with a stick and candy comes out. A uh, pinata. Pinata. Yeah. And I was actually pissed because she didn't make it where it had the right hand. Like it didn't have the two fingers and a thumb. It just oh. had like generic, like generic, like my auntie painstakingly learned how to make a pinata in the shape of a fucking Ninja Turtle, but didn't do the hands right. So I was such a little shit that I complained about it, I but it. never would I have complained about this game. No. And like, and that's the cool thing about it is just like, I mean, again, like I know we all thought it was fun back then, but forget the fun or not. Like it just like, it's just, it's like, it is like the cartoon. And like when you didn't have the internet to look up what was coming up next, it was always so exciting to be like, what's the next boss going to be? And then when you realize like, Oh, oh shit, yeah. it's slash like, Oh shit, here comes metalhead who I also yeah. love that character. Like I just, it's just the ultimate fan service and it, Oh dude, in the very first level, you know, what's awesome about this game, Tyler. And I want to, Okay. I have two trains of thought here, so I'm just writing one down so I don't forget what I want to come back to. <laughs> Krang. So I don't forget to come back to Krang. <laughs> but I just wrote that down. So to stick on this uh, to stick on this boss thing for just a minute, like Baxter Stockman, I don't think they had to do anything funny with him because it's just Baxter Stockman. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, it's cool to kinda, fight your first boss. Yeah, and he's slapstick and he's like a low tier. Yeah. You know. And then Super metal and, and then metalhead is fine because he's got like his different attacks because he's a robot. And then Rat King is cool because he's in his vehicle. But then you fight that boss fight with Shredder where you're whipping foot soldiers at him. And you're like, this is the coolest shit. I can't wait to see what's next. And then unfortunately, they don't ever really do anything that creative with the bosses again. Bebop and Rocksteady can tie each other up, which is funny. Toka and Razor turn back into their pre-mutated forms at the end which is neat but there's yeah, no but, but yeah but they're bought it's just like fighting any minions that's like you just the, and have that's to it. hit them a bunch and that's it is like I, I i'm not i don't know it's really not a deal breaker to me and i hope what i'm trying to say makes sense it's not like it's the end of the world but i just wish they had maybe got a little bit more creative with some more of the boss fights like they did with that shredder one or made that shredder one the last fight in the game because i Ooh. feel like the boss fights peak in the fourth or fifth level. And then they just kind of go back to what they were beforehand. Do you oh, know what I mean? That would have been good. So you fight shredder in his, I don't know what he's in. Is he, he's not in the Technodrome. Like what is he in? When you're well, no, you're, him? you, you're in the Technodrome fighting him. So, so I don't know what he's, kinda, he's just some, yeah, some robot. That mechanical. He in there. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it would be rad if you 
last boss fight, you fight him like that, blow up whatever he's in, he falls out, and then, like, goes Super Saiyan. Because when you fight him, he's got ninja magic and shit, which I don't understand. But you fight him with his ninja magic after blowing up his... Oh, that would have been the boss fight. Like, Like a two-tier boss fight. You know, like in Final Fantasy, lots of games have done that now, where, you know, you fight one form, and then it's not even my final form. Yeah. You know, and then he turns into fucking super ninja shredder. That like, would have been so good. That would have made it a perfect cowabunga like, out of cowabunga. Maybe I'm maybe this is like tin foil hat shit that I'm doing here, but like part of me feels like they put that boss fight in to get kids to keep putting quarters into the game. They were like, You're three or four bosses in, maybe you've already gotten a you know, you've already put a couple of tokens in because the ar- the arcade version is substantially harder than the SNES version because they need to kill you so you keep putting money in. So Say you've already put a couple of bucks in, then you get to this fucking sick fight where you're whipping foot soldiers at Shredder at the screen, and then after you kill him, he sends you back in time. So you're like, well, Jesus, that boss fight was incredible. I don't know where we're about to go in time. I gotta keep playing. Like, I don't know. That's probably why it is there, is it's 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 a way to hook you to keep you playing. But I just was dis... Um, it Honestly, outside of the, the, the gameplay getting a little bit repetitive, and maybe this is the same thing, I found that the boss fights gradually became more and more uninspired as cool as it was to see characters from the show none of them really do anything different and that's a little bit of a dis that's a little bit of a buzzkill to me i don't know maybe i'm just maybe i'm just being too critical of a 30 year old arcade game but that's, <laughs> that's just me um now what oh dude now this is sorry tyler i know i'm dominating the co- i'm just really fucking wound up right now this is the other thing i wanted to bring up this is i think this is one of the coolest things in this game in the very first level when you're at the construction site and you're walking your way through that like being the the like construction like the apartment building or whatever it is that's being built there's a yeah. part where giant krang is like walking along in the background zapping yeah, you with yeah, his yeah. lasers that yeah. is fucking sick that is the coolest shit in the world to me. I I fucking smile at that every time I play this game. Every time. Love it. Oh, it's it's perfect. It like as far in my mind as far as the side scrolling games go cuz you have like Golden Axe, the Simpsons arcade game. This is the pinnacle. This was my favorite one. Me too. Yeah. Hands too. down. And it's little things like that. Like Krang walking around in the background, them stealing the Statue of Liberty, which is ridiculous. And then that's your whole goal is to get it back. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Part of me is like, I don't give a fuck about the Statue of Liberty. Part of me is like, you know what? At least it's not just a save April. Like, at least it's different. Yeah. Breaks Um, the mold, right? But like, yeah, the way that like, that's another one of those little things. Because they do other things where like, you know, Shredder appears on a TV where you're fighting your way through downtown and he like laughs at you. But the way like if even if dude, if Krang didn't attack, if it was just giant, I don't even know what the name of that robot is that Krang is in like that big body of his. But if it was just that giant head in the background, not doing anything, that would be a cool touch. But the fact that it shoots laser beams at you and you have to dodge the laser beams while you're fighting is just fucking so much cooler. And that's another thing I really wish they had done a little more of is like those little background things, stuff like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fucking so I love Krang. I so I wish it he was like I'm glad he was sorry, we're not going to go on a tangent here guys, but like I'm glad he was in the second Michael Bay movie. But I said Rat King should have been the enemy in the third Ninja Turtles movie and I still think he should have been. But it should have been either Krang or the Rat King. Like cuz Krang is such a great villain too. 
And I hate that they oh, never yeah. do anything with him. Well, because he like even Shredder kind of is subservient to Krang, right? Yeah, you know, begrudgingly they kind of have like a Darth Vader and uh, and uh, Darth Sidious kind of relationship where Vader's just waiting for his moment, right? Yeah, yeah, same deal. So I love that dynamic, like yeah. having two villains who you know one kind of works for the other one, but really he's just waiting. Yeah, waiting to take control. I love them. I love in, that. I love them in the '80s cartoon when like. Krang would always call Shredder an idiot. Shredder would always call Bebop and Rocksteady idiots. But in the end, they were all idiots. Like that was always <laughs> like, I love that whole dynamic of them just being like this dysfunctional family that were just all stupid. I just, I fucking, I love, <laughs> I love the Ninja Turtles so much. Um, you did you ever play the reshelled version of this game, Tyler? No, no. I just, uh, just played the original and then I downloaded a ROM to play it. Okay. So they, I don't remember when it would have been on. It was on the Xbox 360 is when I played it. Uh, I'm looking right now. Oh, 2009. No, I did play that. They remade it. Holy shit. But it wasn't as good. It sucked. And here's the thing. And like, I'm not going to spend too much time on this episode shitting on that game. But like, if you've never played it, I don't think it's available. It didn't even have all the levels. Like, I think it was missing level. It was shitty. Yeah. I, I, oh fuck. I remember going back and playing that. Like, it's not even going back. I remember when that came out. Fuck. Yeah. This is a this was a turbulent time in my life. That's why the memory is a little fucked. <laughs> when it comes to that. I was so there excited been, for that uh, game. Some hard partying, but I was so I was excited so for that game. So disappointed. And it really was. It just. I don't know how they broke it because it looks nice. And if you guys have never played or heard of this game, if I'm not mistaken, I don't even believe it's available anymore. But they basically remastered, Ubisoft did it. They basically remastered Turtles in Time and re- called it Turtles in Time Reshelled and released it on, I played it on Xbox 360. It was on Xbox 360 and PS3. Oh, it says right here, the game was later delisted in June 2011 due to an expired license. Um, it's got good, an overall good. review. Fuck you, Ubisoft. Yeah, it's got an overall review score of 55 to 60. It looks great. Like graphically, it looks really, really cool. But for some, I don't know how they 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 broke the gameplay, but they made it even more boring than the original. I don't know <laughs> how, but it's less fun. And like you said, they they erase levels, they erase bosses. It really sucked, and it pisses me off because, like, that's one of the last turtle games we've ever gotten. And it was like, dude, how did you take a game that almost everyone that grew up as a turtles fan loves? And find a way to make it shitty. Like, how did how did you fuck this up? We handed you the code and you Ubisoft it. How did you fuck this up? I was so mad. I was so <laughs> you beat angry. Me to the punchline. I was gonna say that they Ubisoft it. Yeah, <laughs> they did. That's what they do with everything. Like, yeah. it's the worst company ever. It drives me crazy. And you know what? I have a fond, not fond, but so I used to volunteer with Big Brothers Big Sisters, and I had a little brother. Uh, Christopher, he's such a great kid. I, I love that kid. And uh, he's now now thirty five. It's weird that you call him. A kid, yeah, it but- is. Yeah, yeah, dude. He's got to be like sixteen, seventeen now. But he used to come to my house, and we would we would play video games. That was like one of our favorite things to do together. And a lot of times we played WWE because he was he loved pro wrestling, and that was always so much fun. But then sometimes he'd want to play this game, Reshelled. And like the first time we played it, I was like, dude, I might think this game is a little boring and a little shitty, but to him, this is Turtles in Time from when you and I were a kid. 
this is great oh, to that's him. cool so i'm that's like cool well yeah i'm like this is cool dude but then every time he came over he's like let's play the turtles game and it was like so now it's like this game is 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 like the reshelled version is kind of shitty to begin with and now i have to play it over and over and over and it didn't matter how hard we said it we were both we were just walking through it but he was getting so happy playing it and i just was like i gotta dump this kid Cause I don't want to play this fucking game anymore. And then I was like, dude, I should get like, cause at that point I didn't have an SNES classic or anything. And I was like, I got to find a way to let him like play the original. And I showed him footage of the original, like the one we were talking about. And he's like, ah, that like, that looks dumb. And I wanted to be like, I'll slap you. But it's just, it's different generations. Right. I, so be honest that's when you broke up with him that was it that brother. was the end yeah um <laughs> honest, like, it was it ended, brother it ended because he was getting too he was just getting to the point where he's too cool to hang out with me anymore and i was As getting too busy with comedy. yeah they do yeah um but that but the thing about it is like and listen reshelled sucks okay like the original the original turtles in time is still a good game but the bottom line is if you play them today it's just not like I've been playing the original NES Ninja Turtles, the one with the electric seaweed. I've been playing it four or five times a week right now, just for half an hour, 45 minutes a night, trying to get good enough to beat it on the up and up. And the thing is, is like there's actually a, a, a challenging, fun game there with some strategy in it that makes you think if you get past the hard parts, like get past it, yeah. like not, not if you beat the difficulty, but if you can look past the difficulty, there's actually a game there. Whereas Turtles 2, Turtles 3, and Turtles in Time, well, awesome fan service and tre- like treasured memories of our childhood, there's not much of a game there, man. It really is kind of boring. I don't <laughs> like I don't mean to shit on it, but it kind of is. Yeah. Um I don't know, Tyler like I got nothing I we've been fucking talking Ninja Turtles for 43 minutes. And I love this game, but I'm not going to beat. I beat the game in the amount of time we've talked <laughs> yeah, about. <laughs> yeah, I think we've just talked about the game longer than the game actually fuck it is. Um, and that's a good. That's a good testament to how good oh, the game was, dude. I I can't Especially Im- the time it came out. Like oh. that's one of the things that people always have to remember with these uh, games that we talk about is context. It's like these games when they came out, like this was the one. This mm-hmm. was the best Ninja Turtles game. And I, I can't think of a one that I've played since that I've enjoyed more than this one. Like no. It's the best Ninja Turtles game in my mind. That's a hot topic on my Twitch streams and over on our Discord is the fact that they haven't made a good Ninja Turtles game in... <laughs> I mean, realistically, I, I I think the last good Ninja Turtles game was probably one of the beat-em-up games from the 2003 series, like on like the GameCube and stuff. And I don't know how good they were, but like it's been a long time. And, uh, well, I don't well, know. And, Go ahead. Well, and they could totally do one right oh, now. Like it, it, it blows my mind. I forget what the game was called, but you played as a pair of, uh, ninja on the PlayStation one and you could be like stealthy. You had a grappling hook. The main guy, I can't remember what his name was. And then the other one was a girl. Fuck. I wish I could remember the name of this game because it's totally relevant. Cause I'm like, you could base the game after that. Like yeah. you could be, you could play it stealthy. You could go all balls out. You could have little grappling hooks and like the way, you know, the modern Spider-Man games are yep. the way uh, even like the uh, Red Dead, like have it be open world where you explore New York and you're just doing turtle shit and you yep. have to kind of like hide from the public or they alert the police and like, oh, it should totally- be totally. Do- Somebody wrote into the show uh, in the intro and I'm sorry, I can't remember who you were. We're recording this the night before I record the intro. 
So I can't, I'm sorry I don't have your name right in front of me. But somebody wrote in saying that like they'd love to see the turtles done in like an Arkham City style game. And yeah, I was that's like, exactly that's, what, that's exactly like, what I'm describing. Exactly. That's what they should like. That's what we and like for a long time. I was like, well, the reason we're only getting these lame ass beat em ups is because they want the Ninja Turtle games to sell to kids. And they're like, kids can't handle because I've always wanted a Ninja Turtles RPG. Like a full-blown RPG. And I don't think we'll ever get that because these need, they need these games to appeal to children. But it's like, dude, Spider-Man on the PS4 sold like fire. And you can't tell me yeah, kids yeah. don't play that. Like, it's like, you well, could it, make this. You just aren't for some fucking reason. And it, did you, so, so did you ever play Tenchu? No. Okay, well, never mind then. Uh, that was my whole reference. I was like, oh. <laughs> but like, but that's the point. Is like, dude, there's not like the like anybody li- anybody listening who's played Tenchu is like, oh, that is how you'd make the Ninja Turtles game <laughs> in the modern gaming world. <laughs> but the thing is, is just like everyone knows. Like, I'm a, I'm a, I love the Teenage Mutant Ninja. I have Ninja Turtles tattooed on my. I love the Ninja Turtles. I have them on my body. I love them. It drives Spoiler me crazy. Alert. Yeah. It, Spoiler alert: Donnie's tattooed on his butthole. That's right fuck you because he's because that's where he'll be there forever shut up i can't think of a way to finish that shut up but the fact of the matter is just like it's like like i love the ninja turtles as much as i love video games like they're two of my favorite things on the planet and it's just it's 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 unfathomable to me that you can't take a franchise about four colorful animated ninjas that everyone young and old loves and make a video game out of them that people want to play that's ridiculous. And it it the fact that you could quite possibly argue that this was the last good Ninja Turtles game and this game came out 29 years ago is fucking ridiculous. That's that's just it's that's no. No. It doesn't work. It drives me fucking crazy. And I just and it, and I don't even like what can I even do? I can yell about this. We're gonna dedicate an episode of Expansion Pass to our ideas for a Ninja Turtles video game. We all know they should make it, but they're not gonna make it because Nickelodeon. Fuck them. I don't know why. It drives me bananas. But Is the bottom owns the licensing. Yeah, Nickelodeon owns the Ninja Turtles now. Yeah. Ugh. So. Anyway, that's why we got that fucking shitty show where Raf was the leader and they were all like, I don't know, they look like aliens. Or Anyway, it doesn't matter. Oh, I could fucking rant about the Ninja Turtles for hours. But we're getting back to this game. Uh, you know what, you guys? I would say outside of Hyperstone Heist and maybe a couple of the, which is on the Genesis, a couple of the 2003 animated series games and that Rescue Palooza fan-made game, which I really got to play. I can't wait to play that. I hope that guy will come on the show. Uh, if you're jonesing for a Turtles game, play this one. Go back in time and play this one or get the arcade cabinet or something because this is probably the best Turtles game to have come out in the last 29, 30 years. Right? Is that a good... Yeah, yeah? I would say so. I'd say probably the best Ninja Turtles game that's ever come out. Yeah, it's, it's certainly it's certainly a top contender. Uh, so two more questions for you, dude, and then we're going to wrap this thing up. One, okay. who's your favorite Turtle? I, who do you play as? I... I... I like, I like Raph the best. All right, but I play as Leo because I like to win more, and he has a little bit more reach. Fair enough. Yeah, that Raph. Listen, I know this. You guys know my opinions on Raph. I think Raph is an asshole. I still love him. I still paid to get him te- drawn on my skin, but he's kind of a dink. The problem with Raph in almost every video game size just don't translate well into a weapon in video games because you basically nope. it's a dagger. Like it's basically a three pointed dagger. There's no reach there. 
So yeah, and I like I like him because he's a dick. Because if all the turtles were always like, hey, yeah, we're all working together. Leonardo's yeah. the leader. Raffi's always like, fuck this guy. Yeah, like he's the naysayer. You need to have that in any good dynamic. So having that guy who is the best fighter, but also an asshole, just balances the no, dynamic. I, I get it. Like he, like honestly, he's the turtle I relate to the most. At my as I as I get older, I like because I hate people, so I get where Raph's coming from. <laughs> um, but yeah, Donnie, as yeah, you guys you're... know, Donnie's my guy. Um, so we got to score this thing, dude. I'm trying to come up with a way to score this. Uh, I don't want to score it out of four. That's too easy. Okay, you know what? There's eight slices of pizza on a standard pizza. So I would say out of eight, what would you score, Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time? Ah. Uh... I think I'm going to give it a six out of eight. Yeah. And if you had asked me when I was 10, I would have given it an eight out of eight. But oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, like, so this is an opportunity for them to have better music in the game. Because that's something that like the SNES was able to do with a lot of games is just have really good musical Dude, scores. The music in this and game fucking owns. And it, it's it's good, but it's very repetitive like the game. And those yes. two points, like the gameplay being repetitive and the music being repetitive, it just wasn't enough. You know, that's that. Uh, uh, no, I'll give it a 7.5. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I, was gonna... I loved it. I loved it. I'm trying to be a – I'm trying to score it like you score where you – take off points for dumb shit but i loved it too much to take off points. no fucking- <laughs> i get it man yeah i'm probably in that like six and a half or seven out of eight too it's just it does get old but I, for once a year literally like once a year i'll fire this up and play it and it, and i have a good time for the 45 minutes that i'm playing it you know you know and and for the game being out what 25 years 30 years it, 30 years going back once a year for 30 years to play a game that's that's a good score in yeah. itself. Yeah. Like it's, it's just, when I think of the super Nintendo, this is one of the games I think of. And that's about as high a praise as I could pay it. Cause I love the super Nintendo so much. And this is just yeah. one of those games that I think of. Like I would love to get a poster of the box art. Cause I love the box art to this game. I love Ninja Turtles so much. Um, Tyler, that was good stuff, man. Thank you very much for, uh, for giving me a call and, uh, talking a little Ninja Turtles. That was, that was fun. Fuck. Yeah. Thanks buddy. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Tyler, thank you so much for giving me a call and talking a little Ninja Turtles. And to every single one of you, thank you so much for listening to me, Tyler, and this crazy little podcast of ours. Uh, if you're enjoying it, if you like what I do, if you like what we do, consider supporting us on Patreon. Even if you just discovered us and you're working your way through the backlog, the reason you don't have a lot of ads to listen to is because of our Patreon. It's only two bucks US a month. It helps me out so much. And you get extra podcasts. I get a shout out. You get access to our Discord service. You can send in comments to be read. You can DM with me. 
just ridiculous. You're paying like fucking one cent per benefit at this point. There's so much there. This Sunday's episode of Expansion Pass, which is our Patreon exclusive show that you'll get when you sign up, will be the, the hot dog version of Play One, Remake One, Erase One. You'll all be allowed to send in your own versions of Play One, Remake One, Erase One. I will respond to all of them and I will throw some of them away in the folder here and I will keep them for future episodes of Remember the Game as well and I will shout you out when I use your so... Really, it's your chance to solidify yourself as an all-time legend. It's, it's really kind of a big opportunity. So consider that. We have a P.O. box. You can find the full address at RememberTheGamePodcast.com. I'm not asking you to send me video games or fucking cars. Just send me a postcard or a letter, something little. Just tell me where you're listening, where in the world you are. I'll send you a Remember the Game postcard back, and we'll be best friends. It's lots of fun. And check me out on Twitch. I stream over there Tuesday and Thursday nights from 8 to 11 p.m. Mountain Standard Time and Sunday afternoon from about 1 to 4 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. Uh, Twitch.tv and then look for Member the Game. Not Remember. Member the Game. It's completely free to just come over and follow. It's a great community and I spend more time chatting with everybody that comes by and chats in the chat box than I do actually playing the video game. So it's a lot of fun. That'll do it for this episode, you guys. The next episode of Game Patch will hit the internet Friday morning for all of our Patreons, Monday morning for free feeds. Expansion Pass will hit the internet on Sunday for all of our Patreons. And I will be back in seven days with episode 136 of Remember the Game. Thanks for listening. You guys are the best. And I will talk to you again soon. Cheers. Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not produce all the content that I do without your support. So I would like to take a quick moment to thank every person that has supported us at patreon.com slash remember the game. And for the record, remember that I recorded this at the beginning of February. I will update it once a month now because I have over 170 names to say and it's too much for me to repeat every week and fuck it all up. So I'm hoping I get it right this time because this is the one you're going to be listening to for the next four or five episodes. So a huge thank you to... A Novel Console, Aaron Lawson, Adam Anderson, Adam Beasley, Adam O'Sharello, AJ Freeman, AJ Jones, Alex C, Alan, God damn it, Alan C, Alex Martinez, Amy Gillen, Andre, Andrew Wright, April Zane, Arpad Botos, Ashley Cronenbitter, Badar Barhumi, Ben Bouya, Ben Boucha, Ben Drinken, Bradley McHugh, Brandon O'Brien, Brian McKay, Brian Robbins, Brian Medeiros, Brian Ransom, Charlie Medeiros, Chris Campbell, Chris Fleury, Chris Wilson, Christopher Russell, Christopher Sumner, Chuck Schlarp, Corey, Craig Rutt, Crash Bandicoot, Chris Knife 007, Dan T, Dana Wuchrol, Danny Vega, Dario Oman, Dave, Dave McGee, Dave Thompson, Dave Ray, David Schnatterer, Derek Jane, Desert Tortoise, Duhau, Dominic S. Thompson, Doug Dorn, Dylan, M. Felf, Eric Canard, Evan Refuse, Ferdy Martinez, Frater, Fraser Burns, Freddie Bovenkirk, Genie, G9PSX, Gary C, Geek Life Radio, Grimpy, Andre SJA Flash, James Anderson, James Clark, Jared, Jason Cortez, JB Retromania, Jay Clutch, Jeff Johnson from Game on GNT, Jeffrey Mathis, Jer Bear, Jesse Clark, Joe Buck, Joe Gillespie, Joe Mack, John Doskis, John Quack, Jordan, Josh Morgan, Josh Shenfield, Kate Roberts, Casey Rarick, Keeg779988, Kelly, Kevin, Kevin Chincholo, Kevin Hufford, KMR Live, Kyle Paul, Lane Orr, Leon K, Les Winan, Luca, 
Luis Oliva, Mackenzie Wheeler, Mad Shibs, Makeshift Mallow Money, Mark Jones, Mark McHugh, Mark 209, Martin Greenwood, Matt Brown, Matt McLean, Matthew Davis, Mercury869, Michael Mathis, Michael Haig, Mike Cummings, Mike Mallowaney, Nicholas Blackshaw, Miles from BringBackRetro.com, Morgan, MPG in Buffalo, Mr. Satan, Mr. Impressive, Mr. Nick, Wolverine Films, Nathan Tremblay, Nathan W, Nevrop, Nick Sills, Nicholas, Nicholas Martinez, No One Cares, Pat Duddy, Parzival, PB McFadden, Pi Messiah, Poops Loomis, Potato Bob Guy, Raging Demon, Retro Ghosty Ghost, Rex Sheldon, Robert Fuchsia, Robert Lippa, Rodrigo Thomas Tamazi, Ryan Bayshore, Ryan Kinchin, Ryan Yeager, Scott Brooks, Scott V, Sean Clifford, Sean Razine, Sharonic, Silver Grunion, Slick Rick, Starro Probin, Stitch, Stupid Monkey, Super Mary Ho, The Anti-Spatial Podcast, The Giraffe, The Honest Pokemon Trainer, The T-Word, They Call Me Badger, Tim L, Timothy Riel, Todd O, Tom Kite, Tommy Reynolds, Tony Cherichetti, Tyler, Very Cool Dude, Vincent L, Vladstein, White Burrow, Wyman Brooks, X Water, Yamchaw, Zane Donovan, and Zoo Troy. I fucked a few of those up, but that wasn't bad. I'm going to keep that for the month. Thank you guys so, so much. I appreciate you more than you could possibly imagine. You hot dogs are the best, and I'll talk to you soon. Cheers.